WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. Senior citizens can start signing up today for an appointment for the COVID-19 vaccine at the new mass vaccination site at the United Center. The federally supported site is part of President Joe Biden's effort to increase access to the vaccine in communities hardest hit by the pandemic. Vice President Kamala Harris gave an exclusive interview to WBEZ's Natalie Moore yesterday in which she urged black Chicagoans to sign up for the vaccine. When we talk about vaccine hesitancy in the black community, it goes far beyond the infamous Tuskegee experiment. What are you and the administration doing to overcome historical medical distrust that some black people have? Well, you know, first of all, let me say that um, I appreciate that you're going to be covering this topic. More than two in three black Americans personally know someone who has been hospitalized or who has died from COVID-19. So this, you know, is a real issue. It is um, literally killing the community in highly disproportionate rates. Um, The suffering, the the grief um, is immeasurable, not to mention the economic impact and the educational impact it is disproportionately having on uh, the black community. And so we have to address it. We have to deal with it. Uh, In terms of the history, well, look, the Tuskegee experiments, I, we can go through history and know that, um, that there is a righteous, righteous reason for folks to be skeptical um, when they are and if they are, as they are, aware of the history on these issues. And we must always speak the truth about it. We should never forget it. But on this issue, in this year of our Lord, 2021, Folks have got to take this vaccine when it is their turn. It is safe and it will save lives. There is an extraordinary scientist, Dr. Kizzy Corbett, who helped create the vaccine. She is a black woman in addition to being an extraordinary scientist. Um, I have taken the vaccine, so many of us have. And literally, we each have it within our power that when it's our turn to get this vaccine, it will save our lives, the lives of our family, our friends, and our community. And we can't afford to, to not take advantage of this when it is our turn. We just can't. Access is also an issue in communities of color with many Chicagoans who are eligible but can't find appointments. Yesterday, President Biden said every adult can get a vaccine by the end of May, but what is the racial equity plan around access? Right. And that's right. You know, and I and I will tell you that I think that the access issue is increasingly becoming um, the issue or more of the issue than hesitancy, because in my travels, mostly virtually these days, um, but in my travels, folks are saying, I want the vaccine. How do I get it? So one, we 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 recognize that when we look at the disparities around who is actually getting the vaccine, yes, there is some hesitancy, but we also want to make sure that there's not an accessibility issue. We created a task force. We called it the um, COVID-19 Equities Task Force headed by Dr. Marcella Nunez-Smith to actually uh, in real time track who's getting the vaccines and making sure that everyone who is entitled is actually having it in a way that is accessible to them and available to them. We have, for example, 
dedicated um, vaccines um, to community health centers. Um, Two million that we sent right to them. We did one million to pharmacies. So we're targeting local communities, community health centers, and also tracking it around the racial disparities in terms of accessibility um, to make sure that that is not an issue. Mobile vaccination units are another way that we are um, working on making sure that there is accessibility. And in, and in, in Chicago, we are building a new site at the United Center in Chicago, which is going to open on Tuesday, March 9th. Um, but I'd, I'd like to have you have your listeners go to ZocDoc.com. It's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com backslash vaccine. Um, so folks can sign up um, for appointments to get the vaccine. Speaking of inequities, the pandemic and vaccine rollout have only underscored racial and economic inequities in this country. What will your administration do to change this? And will you use your authority as vice president to include a $15 an hour minimum wage in your COVID relief bill? So in terms of inequities, listen, first of all, um, we have to, to recognize that when we talk about equality, this is a fight that is about making sure people end up in the same place, right? So when we talk about equality, we have to appreciate that it that there are folks who start out on, on first base and there are folks that start out on third base. And so if we're talking about giving everybody an equal share, um, folks will not be able to catch up. Equity is about making sure that people end up in the same place. So when we look at it in terms of how we're targeting the vaccines, when we um, address, for example, what we are doing around minority-owned small businesses and making sure that in the first two weeks of the distribution of, of support for the PPP that small businesses that have 20 or fewer employees are first in line. We know that the majority of Black-owned businesses are in that category. These are the kinds of things we are doing to deal with racial equities. Minimum wage, I mean, you know, you're right to talk, to talk about that. I have been fighting for $15 an hour minimum wage I, it's since the beginning of time, it feels like. Um, most people may not understand that $7.25 is the current federal minimum wage. You know what that means? If you work 40 hours a week at federal minimum wage as it currently stands, you are earning $15,000 a year, one five, $15,000 a year, which means that folks who are working a full day's work, a full week's work are existing below the poverty line. We have to increase minimum wage and we are gonna fight for that. We're not gonna give up the fight, even though the parliamentarian said that it can't stay in our bill, but it is one of my um, biggest priorities. Uh, the, the, the last numbers I saw, the dominant population who are, minor, uh, who are minimum wage workers are women and women of color. And, um, and so there is a direct connection between minimum wage, what it stands as, and, and how um, folks of color, in particular black folks, are doing economically. I just want to follow up. Given that parliamentarian rule, will you use your authority as vice president to include it in the relief bill anyway? Well, listen, our, we were very disappointed in the parliamentarian rule, but we are committed to working with Congress to determine the best path forward. Um, and, and the bottom line is nobody in our country should work a full day's work and work 40 hours a week and live in poverty.
That was Vice President Kamala Harris speaking with WBEZ's Natalie Moore.